0: you for tuning in to the convos with anita santiago podcast please subscribe to this podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts if you want more information um, about the podcast please visit the website www.lifeconvos that's dot com. also if you'd like to reach out to me directly please email me at convos c-w-s- At gmail.com So today's episode I want to kind of hit on something That we've been Talking about a lot lately And you hear a lot about it in the news But here's I want to present Some things you may not know So this whole Concept of the generations and and, And their personalities Or their styles You've heard the term Baby boomers Gen X millennials and gen z these are all concepts that have been created to describe groups of people um, categorizing them by the years they were born and for each of these groups they have characteristics that are kind of unique to them why do generational differences matter well i think especially in the workplace we are now the most diverse generationally, maybe than we've been in a long time. So in the workplace, it is not unusual to have baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Z and millennials all together. And having a little bit of perspective about some of the general characteristics of each of these groups may be helpful. Now, we don't want to stereotype. We know that when we say characteristics of a group we're talking about generalizations and that's painting with a broad brush because everyone that's a baby boomer is not going to have every every characteristic of a baby boomer everyone that's a millennial is not going to have the characteristics of a millennial however when we deal with um, intergenerational issues whether in our workplaces, our houses of worship, um, just out and about the grocery store, the library, the school, maybe having a little bit of insight on not only the generations and their characteristics, but where you fit in and your characteristics, because maybe that will help you see why certain things irritate you so or why certain things are so hard to understand it may not be that that particular person of that generation is the issue it may be the way you grew up and your experiences may cause you to see things a certain way and that gives you insight because if you know I'm a gen xer and I go hard in the paint because that's how I was raised When you see a really laid back millennial, well, wait a minute. It might not be that that millennial is is just laid back and lazy. It may be that you're so used to going hard in the paint that you don't really know what it looks like to not go hard in the paint. So let's talk about some generations and their their names and dates and maybe a, a few of their characteristics. So I came across, um, you guys know I love data. So I had to find like a place where I could get all of the generations because usually we hear the generation starting with the baby boomers. Okay, I'm going to take you back to 1901. So the GI generation, these are people born between 1901 and 1924 are people who lived through the Great Depression and um, may have fought in World War II. And this information is coming from um, the website parents.com. So these people um, may have been involved in World War II. So just think about what was going on in history with World War II and Germany and Japan and, and the different things that were going on with those countries. Uh, When you think about the 1920s, um, what comes to mind to me are things like the Cotton Club, uh, Cab Calloway, um, jazz, swing, um, really high fueled um, excitement during um, um, those times. So one of the characteristics for the GI generation, like many other um, generations, was raising a family. And they valued hard work and grit. So you think about uh, families in the South, um, sharecropper families or or other families, um, hard work. Many people lived on farms. They grew their own food. Uh, They prepared their own food. So that concept of hard work, you can see how it plays into the history of the time. So the GI generation born between 1901 and 1924 these are people who lived through the Great Depression, witnessed it firsthand, um, and we have a lot of things going on in history. We have um, jazz at its peak almost, and um, a, a group of people who who valued family, hard work, and uh, resilience. The next generation is called the silent generation, and these are people born between 1928 and in 1945 so this was a time where the concern about whether or not people were communists was prevalent um, in the United States specifically and so one characteristic of this group was um, being reserved because you know people were questioning whether people they knew were were affiliated with the communist party which at that time was considered a very bad thing so this group also valued family and a strong work ethic why because they are the descendants of the gi generation who valued hard work and family but the one of the key characteristics of this group was that Um, You know being a little bit more reserved So that you would You know maybe wouldn't be accused of being Affiliated with something that wasn't good Then After the silent generation We get to the baby boomers And the baby boomers Are the generation of people born between 1946 And 1964 And why Are they called the baby boomers Well this is Because after World War II, um, a lot of babies were born. And so um, this was a large, large group, and they were very unlike their parents. Instead of the hard work and grit, this is where you saw things like um, um, love, peace, uh, protest, um, not accepting the status quo, and so the baby boomers were very different than their parents as a group, at generally as a group, and they brought us a different perspective. So, um, one of the things um, that that characterized the baby boomers was kind of being different, like outside of the status quo, like. They wanted to be free and they wanted things to be good and happy. And again, we are describing generations with a broad brush. We're not saying that everyone in each generation has all these characteristics, but this is just a general perspective so we can understand how generational differences affect us. So baby boomers are the are the ones born to the silent generation generation. And the baby boomers are the group of people Born between 1946 and 1964 Generation X um, Is the group I'm in These are people born between 1965 and 1980 Um, We lived through a lot of stuff And are living through a lot of stuff But most notably Things like cable television MTV Um the perception of working hard and uh, going to college and staying on a job until you retire—some of these things are um, prevalent among among Gen Xers—and that's a little different than the baby boomers, right? Because remember, the baby boomers were kind of rebellious and and kind of defied what their parents represented, and then they had children, which were the Gen Xers who had a tendency to be more uh, gen xers who tend to be more hard working and dedicated so baby boomers I, i'll tell you like you may have seen the meme on social media that said you know the gen xers were left at home with the key um, they were very self-sufficient um, they did a lot of stuff on their own because baby boomers had the kind of position that okay you know you're you're a little adult so we're going to treat you that way some of those things are, gen, are Are characteristic of the Gen X Group but not Completely So with things like MTV culture And uh, rap music Do you know rap music came During the time of Generation X Yes Sugar Hill Gang Look it up for those of you that don't know Um. So again Gen Xers were very different From their parents um, Gen Xers um, Again were, were Pretty resilient In the fact that Characteristically um, Those kids had a lot of responsibilities As they were growing up Now millennials uh, Millennials are the generation um, Born between 1981 and 1996 They're also Known as gener- generation Y The letter Y Um. Th- Things that happened during their lifetime that were substantial included 9/11. Um, that was a really significant event. Um, the internet, um, online gaming started to become prevalent for millennials. If you remember, or, um, um, Nintendo, uh, the the old Nintendos uh, before. Uh, PlayStation so the the Millennials um, had a lot of experiences with technology and um, they were introduced to technology but they it, it wasn't an immersive experience so Millennials may have had video games and may have been exposed to video games which was a little different than Gen X because we had the arcades that's where our games were so we went to the arcade Put a quarter in the machine and played the game now you have the millennials that have the video games uh, in the home and so millennials are, no, are known for thinking outside of the box they're known for um, being very involved in uh, what they do so um they, put, they also put a premium on balance between um, work and life. So even though millennials uh, may be very good at what they do and very dedicated, they are more likely to seek balance in their lives. So they want the balance between work and life. They want to be able to be parents to their children without sacrificing that for their career or f- for their job meaning that i want to be able to parent my child without losing my job or without my job affecting that. so millennials um are the first group that really vocalize and push for work-life balance whereas gen-, gen xers like i said you know one of the things that's known about us is we go hard in the paint there's no reason that you can't do it and, and all of the things that the gen xers carry with them and then the um the last big group that we have is 1997 to 2010 who are the who's generation z um generation z came into the world completely immersed in technology so most generation z um members do not know a time where there was no technology they don't remember the old telephones that hung on the wall that you had to use your finger to dial they don't remember windows 3.1 when windows first came out they don't they don't know about when computer technology came out and we had computers in our home you had to know dos um, and you typed all your commands at a dos command prompt generation z didn't have that they They have technology. They've been around technology. They came into a world where there's phones and tablets and smart homes. um, And so they don't know um, that experience without technology. So now let's start talking about how these different types of generational differences can come into play. So one thing that um, I find fascinating is that the move to ebooks at school whether these are elementary schools or high schools the move to laptops in schools chromebooks in schools ebooks in college a lot of that is being driven by um, the experience of gen zers who have known nothing but technology Um, so that is a preference and as the generations shift and you have more gen zers now in school um and that's their preference we see this shift towards digital products and digital experiences because they've all they've always had that and so that might make things better for them but then let's say you throw a baby boomer in that mix somebody who's decided to go back to college after many years only to find that all of their books are digital and they need a tablet um, to view them or a laptop you can kind of see how that can get a little dicey because for that baby boomer that just really never felt that good about technology because hey you know when I was growing up and I'm talking about baby boomers now when they were growing up technology wasn't a make or break experience technology was something that eh, if if it can help me great but if it doesn't I'm okay with that too, but for the Gen Zers, everything is integrated. The technology is a part of your everyday life, and so as we struggle in the workplace, for example, to see how these things play out, COVID and changes in um, the workforce demographics, we've has caused us to see a shift towards more integrated technological products like SharePoint Um, Microsoft SharePoint and Microsoft products are all integrated to the point now where you don't even have to really print a document you can create a document in Microsoft Word um, manipulate that document email that document drop that document into OneNote and never print that document and for some of us Gen Xers and baby boomers, we're used to printing stuff out and highlighting it and marking it up because that's what we do. So in the workplace, when you have young people coming in and they're really excited and they take a process and they've created an access database and now it's all automated. And you as a baby boomer or a Gen Xer, I have been used to doing it in Microsoft Excel, and that's worked for many years, so I don't really see the need of why we're switching. Well, these experiences of the generations and the differences influence how we do our work, how we consume things. Books are becoming more digital, not that you can't get the printed book, but the preference of a large segment of our population is that they prefer digital. So again, understanding the um, perspective from where you sit as a person may help you realize and understand how you respond to what you're experiencing. Um, These cars, as a Generation Xer, I can tell you when I rent a car and it has all these features, okay, it has the automatic braking system, so if you get too close to a car, the car will break, you have integrated GPS, satellite, radio, just a ton of technology. I remember one time, true story, I rented a car, and it was a push button start, and I was not familiar with this type of car. I was in a hurry to get to a meeting, jumped in the car, they said, this is how you start the car, push the button, great. Drove to the meeting, it was phenomenal. Got in the car and couldn't figure out how to start the car. Looked in the book, couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, okay, I have a college degree. It cannot be this hard to start a car. It's push button. I'm pushing the button. Why doesn't the car start? And Generation Xers we take a lot of pride in knowing stuff so I was like no I'm not calling the rental car company because I should be able with my brain that is currently working <laughs> I should be able to start this car so many 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 minutes later uh, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you how much later, but I'll go ahead and tell you, tell you because you're my listeners and you love me. So I know you won't, you won't judge. So after an hour and a half, I finally call the rental car company and I get a young person on the phone and I was so embarrassed. And I'm like, you know, I've got this push button car and I've been sitting here trying to figure out how to start it. I'm pushing the button and nothing is happening. They said, well, did you step on the brake? No, well you have to step on the brake to start the car well guess what I didn't have this experience with this highly technical car I drive a hoopty regular old key turn it to start so it's kind of funny because um, I felt embarrassed that I did not know to step on the brake and I felt embarrassed that I couldn't find it in the book because there was so much to this car that I'd rented that I just couldn't Um, I just couldn't figure the information out. And if you've ever found yourself in a situation like that, where you're part of a generation and you're experiencing something that's unfamiliar to you, it can make you feel some type of way. And I did. I felt some type of way. I felt like I should be able to do this like this shouldn't be so hard. But that's one of the reasons why we have to always challenge ourselves to grow and learn so that we make sure as things change that we're able to at least feel comfortable enough to complete a task like you may not ever embrace Facebook and Instagram so baby boomers yeah they might be doing some social media but they're going to be the person that doesn't have a profile picture that follows everybody and never post anything that's going to be your baby boomers Because they want to keep up with family. They want to be in the know. But they just don't get this posting thing. Like I don't even see the point. Like this is such a waste of time. But for those of us that use technology every day. Or have gotten used to technology every day. Now it's a part of our lives. And you know if this is not something. An area that's comfortable for you. Maybe you have to learn a little bit more about it. So that it can be comfortable. So you can navigate it better and it's not about pointing out the differences of the generation and who's better and who's worse that's not really the point the point is understanding and I think in communities where there are a lot of challenges especially when we see young people doing things and we go well I don't understand why young people are doing this I don't understand why young people are doing that Um, Here's here's an argument that I read that I see quite often Um, young people don't want to work they don't want to get up they don't want to go to work it doesn't make any sense well young people have watched their grandparents and their parents work day in day out um, be disrespected uh, disappointed and low pay and not being able to get ahead financially So what about that picture makes them want to participate in that process? Now, am I saying it's okay for young people to work, not work? I'm not saying that. Don't say, Anita said we didn't have to work. No, I didn't say that. But what I'm saying is understanding that for that generation watching you work and work and work and work and and not be able to afford things and struggle to make it or have to work two or three jobs to make ends meet can be a real discouraging thing for a person on the outside looking in now at that point you know we can help the young people that we know and say hey you know don't do what I do but you can do something better that's why we have to have the conversations and the understanding so that we can point out things to each other and help each other just like a young person can say hey you know If you really want people to connect with you on social media, you might want to put a profile picture on there. That's another way that we can help each other through understanding. And again, understanding about generational differences makes it easier for us to have conversations because it's not necessarily always that a person is being defiant or a person is not listening to you. If you're a young person and you have a grandparent that's a a baby boomer and you're trying to explain something to them, you know, understand that they didn't have all this technology coming up and they may not be well-versed in what you're talking about, so you may have to explain it a little better. You may have to really break it down in chunks for that person to get it. And I'm not saying that baby boomers are not technically savvy. Um, my aunt learned how to program cell phones and tablets when she was 75 years old so I'm not saying that baby boomers are not technically savvy I'm saying that for the people that you deal with and interact with on a daily basis if you find that there's some trouble spots understanding where you fit in generationally and where they fit in generally where they fit in generationally can help You address those issues, problems, or concerns that you're having with people in your life. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else, but it's knowledge is power. So um, that's why it's important for us to keep that in, in perspective. And again, where this really plays out, where this really comes into play, a lot of times is the workplace. Um, These generations come with different work styles. Like I said earlier, millennials are known for seeking that work-life balance. So when you're calling someone who's a millennial to work on their off day, mm, they may not do it because they may need that off day for balancing out. They they might want to spend that with their family. And they're going to do that unapologetically and without concern. And so, you know, that's something to really understand because it's not maybe necessarily that they don't wanna help out, but they know that for their lives, they need to be able to have some type of balance. They need to be able to offset the demands of work with being with their families or having time um, to spend with their families. So again, that would be uh, another example of generational differences where a Gen X or baby boomer may accept coming in on their day off because we're wired to work hard. And that's a sign of working hard. You're asked to do something to help out. So you accept because that's what you're supposed to do. So, again, looking at these differences and understanding that there's no right and there's no wrong, but it helps us have insight into why things may be happening the way that they are. So, let's talk about the great resignation, right? So, this period of time where we had, you know, post COVID, we had many, many, many people resigning from jobs. Many, many people resigning from their jobs. So, think about the work ages right now. So you've got the baby boomers that are pretty much at retirement age. Some of the Gen Xers um, are at retirement age. So you have groups of people leaving the workforce because they worked a long time and it's they've just made that decision to retire. But when you look at the other generations, um, the younger the younger people, they've made a decision that. Working on a job day in, day out, nine to five uh, That might not be the best thing for them right now And I know that's a little hard to fathom Because, you know, we say, well, how are you going to eat? How are you going to pay your bills? You know, you got to go to a job You got to go to a job Well, millennials and Gen Zers are very open to non-traditional work So for those of us that are baby boomers and Gen Xers, we came up in an era of go to work, punch a time clock, work 40 hours a week, get benefits and get paid every two weeks. Now there are other types of work options. We have the gig economy. That's your Instacart, Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, DoorDash work where Many young people have found the convenience of being able to set your own hours, work as long or as short as you want, and be able to generate the kind of money to pay your bills is a better proposition than going to someone's nine to five job. Um, The gig economy offers the maximum amount of flexibility. So if work-life balance was important, to you, and you were a millennial or a Gen Zer, that we're and we're seeing that option. We're seeing so many thousands of people choosing gig work over the traditional nine to five. And that could be because many people now, by characteristic of the generation they're in, are seeking more work-life balance. You have websites like Fiverr and some of the um Some of the websites where where people can work and bid for work. So instead of me working a nine to five, let's say I'm a graphic artist. I'm on Fiverr and I see jobs that people are seeking a graphic artist for. I can pick up the kind of jobs I like, um, doing the kind of work I like and get paid that way. So the need for the security of a traditional job is not the same for millennials and Gen Zers, as it was for baby boomers, or Generation X. And you got to remember, historically, you know, you look at these generational differences, but you also have to look at what's happening in the United States and the world, historically, at the same time. Um, After the Great Depression, the The best way to feel secure was with a company that, you know, you could work for for 20 or 30 years. And that was very important to baby boomers whose parents shared stories about the Great Depression with them and for Generation Xers who had grandparents. That shared stories of the Great Depression with them. So, having the security of knowing that you were going to have money coming in because the company was stable and it's not going to probably go under was a very important value to those groups. For the millennials and the Gen Zers, they're like, you know, I need more flexibility than I need security. And most corporations are not given the maximum amount of flexibility they're given a minimal amount of flexibility. So why would I want that for my life? Again, just talking about generational differences and how we can see those play out in the workplace. How do we see it play out in schools? Okay, well, typically in schools, you have administrators that are going to be more seasoned. So they're going to be in one generational group. You have the professional staff that's probably going to be in another generational group. And then you have the students, and even though education is one of those fields where, you know, we learn to deliver the service the same, the generational differences can create different experiences. So the parents, the the students, the parents, and the administrators are all experiencing this um, education system in a different way, and so for. Gen Zers and Millennials who are much more laid back. Um, That principle of working hard, getting your homework in on time and doing the best job that you can may not be the most primary important thing to them. Coming home and taking their shoes off and relaxing may be more important to younger students. But again, understanding that if I'm a Gen X teacher... And I'm expecting my students to work hard. Maybe that perspective is coming from my experience and I'm not really seeing the students for who they are. Am I saying working hard is not a good principle? No, I'm not saying that. Am I saying students don't have to work hard? No, I'm not saying that either. I'm saying that understanding where we fit in a generation can help us have insight into what's going on around us. So hope that was a pretty interesting topic for you Um, it's something that I think about almost daily and I hope that the um, information presented kind of causes you to think about things in a different way so I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Convos with Anita Santiago podcast please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to reach out to me directly you can email me at convos cws at gmail.com also hit the website up at www.lifeconvos that's l-i-f-e-c-o-n-v-o-s.com